It all comes back to sacrifice. Early to bed, early to rise. Isn't it something? Um, we don't do that over here, Kay. Man, what was I gonna say? Hit the snooze button. 100%. <laughs> I saw this thing on TikTok. <laughs> Thank you for is the coffee, the, sir. Is this the big 3-0 or what? Yeah, this is the big 3-0. Jesus. Yeah, it's my birthday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Episode 30. <laughs> Start off with some more sweet jokes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny on my way here. Like I, I, you know, felt a little bit of the, um, like, I don't know if anxious or maybe a little bit of fear just cause I, you know, we, we know we're going to be talking about like the vaccines and some mandates and just stuff like that. That's maybe topics that are a little bit more political, a little bit scary to talk about. You know, I could talk about fucking goals and meditation and martial arts till the cows come home and there's no real danger in that right it's very safe mm-hmm. we're not really flexing our 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 brain power a whole lot when we discuss those things it's fun and i enjoy it but it again and it reminded me of like martial arts training it's like when you're you know drilling like you and i are doing dutch drills or you're going to jiu-jitsu class and you do like um you know you're just drilling jiu-jitsu that that's there's not a whole lot of fear behind that it's it you're working but then when you spar or you get someone ready for a fight, it's like you kind of show up to the gym with like a little bit more anxiety. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be tested a little bit more. Yeah. So this podcast, I feel like we're going to be kind of flexing that brain muscle a little bit more to be able to talk about something to, to, and to not like come off as like ignorant or rude or I, I don't want to like insult people or offend their, their beliefs or anything, but I still want to talk about it openly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I felt like a little bit like almost like I'm on my way to like hard sparring. Really? Yeah, but mentally, because I knew that I'm going to be talking about <laughs> things that I know people are very triggered by, mm-hmm. including me. Yeah. You know, so this is going to be that episode. We're going to be talking about, yeah, like I guess vaccines, mandates. I mean, it's incredibly relevant right now. Yeah, I might share my opinions, but I know it's coming from a, you know, not a very valid source. And like, yeah, I'm not very informed, so I can give my opinions, but it, it doesn't mean much all said and done. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I, I think like looking back on some of the episodes and some of the things that I've talked about with, cause we've touched on it a little bit. And even just with some other things, I think sometimes I, I come off a little bit too opinionated, like probably steering towards one side <laughs> that might not be valid. Probably have a lot of confirmation bias. So this one, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to, to not do that. I'll kind of play both sides a little bit, but anyway. And at the same time, you know what? We're, we're just two average dudes who have our own opinions. So it's like, whatever, not everybody's going to agree with the shit we say, you know? And you know, yeah. And the other good thing too, with the podcast is that like, especially with the title, we'll probably title it something that is very clear as to what we're talking about. So that people actually have to click on it and go out of the way to, to go out of the way to listen to it, as opposed to like I see a lot of people just sharing memes and these short little clips about the vaccines, whether good or bad, and it's like I don't I, that's like a tough platform to do that on. It's a lot more triggering because it's not a it's not a simple conversation or it's not a it's not as simple as just sharing a meme mm-hmm. or like a thirty second video, yeah. and people don't have the choice to not see it. They're scrolling. And all of a sudden, oh, this fucking thing just ruined my day. Like, yeah. this is dumb. Yeah. Whereas this, at least, it's like, you know what you're signing up for. It's two dumb dumbs talking about complicated issues. Yeah. Right? So it's like, you can kind of like, yeah, ease into it a little bit or at least prepare yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let's get into it. I mean, today's the day. It's October 1st. So yeah. today we have to have proof of vaccine to pretty much do regular things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Proof, proof of vaccination. Um, or negative COVID test. Some places, I think there's some places that aren't even 
um, allowing that. And yeah. then I think there's other places that are even going against the government mandates because I think legally they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the tickets stand withstand court. Mm. So they'll get a fine, they'll get a ticket, and they might get their, their company ran through the media mud. But I think at the end of the day, I think they can still get get over it in court and eliminate the, the ticket. Anyway, so yeah, so a bunch of businesses are handling it different. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so it's funny, I, I wanted to start with like just this this idea of like never say never. Like I remember when this pandemic like first started, hey, like we, mm-hmm. you know, it was fucking terrifying. We're like, holy shit, like a virus is gonna, like it was in China, I think to begin with. I think it started there. I forget where we started hearing about it, but it wasn't in Saskatchewan. Like we weren't dealing with it yet. We're like, oh, like that'll probably never come here. And all of a sudden, it, and then I know I kept pushing it to the side. I'm like, oh, this news is kind of like freaky, but ah, we're good. Like right. we're okay. We don't be affected, you know. Right. And then it and then it hits our area, Saskatchewan. We're like, oh shit! Like here we go. And, and then so, it's like, let's flatten the curve two weeks. It's like, okay, let's buckle down for two weeks. Right. And then that two weeks turned into like a few months. I think and we're like, oh, we would never <clears throat> do this for a year. Like that's insane. And so we went to the first lockdown, then it opened up, and then we're like, we would never go into a second lockdown second lockdown happens and we're like okay like you know whatever uh, well and then and then we would we were like oh there will never be a third wave i guess yeah right? like a third wave but then you started seeing like you heard you caught wind of like a vaccine being made so like some people were like oh, i'll never take that vaccine like ever you know and then all of a sudden people are like yeah maybe i will take the vaccine i'm getting a little bit scared this is crazy like i'm just gonna go get it mm-hmm. and then you heard like justin trudeau and a lot of politicians saying like we would never do a vaccine mandate like it's it goes against everything we do six months ago justin trudeau said that all of a sudden now today vaccine mandates it's it's like now a thing vaccine passport you have an app like you got to show your little your papers or your little gl code whatever the hell it's called so yeah just it's kind of crazy qr qr what did i say ql gl GL. (laughs) and i'm yeah and that's the other hilarious thing is people are coming up to me as a coach showing me their fucking code i'm like I have a grade 12 education that is, I, I basically just got through high school because I was nice. So I don't even have that. I wouldn't even consider myself having a grade 12 education. I'm a Muay Thai coach and people are like, hey coach, like here's my number. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So what do you, what do you think about it? The whole thing as of today? Like what are your, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? So I don't even know where to start, man. Like I, if I'm just speaking honestly here, I, I don't. I don't like the mandates. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm anti-vax. I just really don't like the mandates. And somebody worded it to me really well. Um, they said that anytime there is risk, there should be a choice. And there there are risks. I mean, you go get the vaccine and the, the, the nurse will list off things like, do you have this, this, or this? Like if you have these things, there's a, a, a stronger chance that you could have some bad side effects. And so I think when there's risk, there should be choice. And people are like, well, there is a choice. There isn't. Like they're removing your life. And so you're almost like getting shunned away from like just basic things that you could do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's sure there's a choice. <laughs> just like there's a choice in, you know, prison to kill yourself or you could just be a prisoner. Mm-hmm. You always have a choice. But let's be real. This is this is more of a forced vaccination than anything. Yeah. Um, so it, it, the mandates make me uncomfortable. They really do. Vaccine, not so much. I haven't been like that scared of the vaccine itself. I'm more scared of what the government will do with the vaccine passports and with the possibility of having a a social credit system. And we say that'll never happen. 
Never say never. Yeah. I, I, from what I've heard, it's already on the Canadian government website. There's already talk about it. So like what China was doing with the social credit system, you know, in certain areas, you know, if you have debt, you points go down. If you only, if you don't have any booster shots, points go down. This is just hypothetical, but it's like, these are the types of things that I think a government could do. This isn't to take away from science or doctors or nurses or anything. Just if you get a government that likes control and all of a sudden you give them that control, they're going to run with it. Basically get in line and do what we say or else you start to get less freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to, so I'm going to dive into this now. I might as well. So the, I posted on my Instagram about Game of Thrones. So this, here's my, here's my analogy. I've been trying to think about this and I hope I can um, say this in a way that's like, yeah, maybe entertaining. And I hope I don't like piss too many people off, but at least by the end of this, you're going to know my stance and what I did, whether I'm vaccinated or not. So in Game of Thrones, um, there was the wildlings. I view myself as a bit of a wildling. And these wildlings were people that lived north of the wall. Anything north of the wall was kind of like a free-for-all. That was kind of scary territory. It was freezing cold. There's big wildebeests. Like you could die by the elements, but they didn't bend the knee for anybody. So these wildlings, like they didn't bow to kings. They didn't bend the knee to kings. They didn't, they didn't honor that. Everyone is free. Yeah, they were free people. Yeah. They knew the risks living north of the wall. They chose freedom. So on the south of the wall, everyone bent the knee. So they weren't necessarily free. If a king or a queen came by, you have to bend the knee no matter what. So, that, so like in air quotes, maybe they were safer, but they were not as free as the wildlings. Mm -hmm. The wildlings were like funny, free people, like good warriors. But again, some of them just died because they froze to death. They knew the risks. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, throughout this, I kind of, that's like how I view things. Like my value system is freedom over almost anything, even death, illness, sickness. Like I, and I, I really do want to live by that. Like mm -hmm. I, I value that a lot. Um, but in the show, these wildlings north of the wall, knowing <laughs> the risks, eventually these white walkers. And again, I hope a lot of people have seen game of Thrones. The white walkers were like the walking dead. Like this, these, like it, it was going to like wipe out the world. That was, that was the real threat. And so the wildlings had a choice. Either they could bend the knee and fight with this Jon Snow character and then get over the wall. So they were going to leave the north and head south and finally bend the knee and just be like, okay, like we need to come together and fight with you guys because we're about to get wiped out by these walking dead people. So w were they like infected people or were they like... Yeah, like it's, zombies or like, yeah, basically zombies. Okay. Like every time a white walker would kill a real human, it's like if they killed you, it's like eventually you would rise up and you would become the walking dead. Damn, I gotta Nightwalkers. see that show. Dude, honestly, I've, it's phenomenal. I've heard it's like the best show ever. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah, it'll pull on all the emotional heartstrings. But anyway, so these wildlings, they, they finally bent the knee. But one of the reasons they bent the knee was because of Jon Snow, this admirable character. And when I say character, not just the character in the show, but he had character. Mm -hmm. Like this guy was through and through, like he made the right choices, even if it meant like, like sacrificing his life, which he did in the show. Like he did a bunch of things that were very like, it required strong character. So these wildlings were like, if we're going to bend the knee, it's going to be to Jon Snow because we know he's like the real deal. I have a pro like, so you know, fast forward, I was a wildling, but eventually for the greater good, the wildlings bent the knee. So for the greater good, bent the knee to Jon Snow, went south, fought with them, blah, blah, blah. I 
am hoping for the greater good, I eventually had to bend the knee. But I didn't have a Jon Snow to bend the knee for. Mm-hmm. I have a Justin Trudeau, which that, that is a problem to me. I don't trust him. He is a weasel to me. Jon Snow, I would bend the knee to. I bent the knee more so because the White Walkers forced me south of the wall. The vaccine mandates forced me into this position. Mm. But one of the nice things with that is, so I have, I have one vaccine shot. I got Moderna. And so I, I got this one vaccine. One of the things that happened though, and, and I'm not going to say whether the vaccine's good or bad. It's not my, I don't fucking know. I got the vaccine. Once I got it, I'm like, I can't undo that decision. Now I live with it and I move forward. Mm-hmm. And it was almost a nice feeling in that sense. Before, when I was a wildling, it was very challenging for me because I'm like, am I making the right choice? Like I, deep down, I felt like it was the right thing for me to do. Just mentally straining to like back and forth. Like what yeah, you, you know, and I would like, I'd see all these like people <clears throat> shaming people into getting the vaccine. Yeah. That was one thing I didn't want to do. I was like, I will not be shamed into getting this. I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm yeah. not doing this. But once, once it became a decision where do I want to continue teaching at the gym I love? For the past six years, seven years, I've been training under these guys. I love it there. Like that is my life. That, that outweighed, you know, be, me being a free wildling. And so, yeah, lo and behold, I, I, the mandates kind of pushed me into to getting um, the vaccine. So I got it. And again, I wasn't really fearing the vaccine. It was more like I wanted to be free. Yeah. I don't like you telling me what I, ha- what I can and can't do. Yeah. I have a very big problem with that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I got it and I got to get my second one now by, I think, the 30th that we, we have. So that's my Game of Thrones analogy. I was a wildling, but eventually I had to bend the knee. Not because we have an admirable Jon Snow to, to lead the way. Yeah, I think we have rats to lead the way. Yeah. But if you remove all the political stuff and you just look at, you know, the vaccine itself, it kind of, it, it, it helped me make my decision a little bit more mm-hmm. than if I like let people's bullshit political agendas and all the propaganda you know steer me in different directions i yeah. had to kind of remove and eliminate all that yeah yeah what do you mean by the 30th you have to get your second one by the 30th of october yeah i think yeah i think at some places not not government buildings so i think like our gym and like coffee shops i think what's happening is they're allowing you to have one vaccine dose and then by the 30th i believe you have to get your second <clears throat> I one i see because they didn't give you enough time right it was yeah. two weeks and i have to wait three weeks to get my second shot yeah, yeah. and so get this so I got turned down from a place because I didn't have two vaccines. And so I went to get a leisure pass because Aaron took me, she had a free pass. Um, this is like a week ago or something. We went and sat in the sauna and it was so awesome. I'm like, God, I missed that. Like mm-hmm. I fucking love the sauna. I just, I haven't done it for a while because it was closed because <laughs> of COVID. Yeah. So I went there and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna, can I, before I pay for October a leisure pass, like am I allowed to, can I do this? I have one vaccine. And she's like, no. And so I walked away and my, the feeling I had was not a good feeling, a healthy 33 year old with one vaccine and I can't go sit in a sauna. And I I just remember thinking, and not necessarily for me, my brain immediately went, my heart just broke for the people that are scared and they don't want to get the vaccine and they don't trust the direction that we're going to be going if everyone complies the type of world that they might be living in. It broke my fucking heart. Mm. Like I just was literally walking being like, man, I don't like that feeling. And millions of people are about to feel that. It's not fun. It's yeah. not fun to be a, a healthy individual and just get turned down of a business 
because of a choice you are going to make or not make. This is a new thing too, hey? Like, I don't think we've had to deal with that before. No. Like, no. That's no, crazy. It's, it's a two-tier system now. We have two two types of people in society. One gets more freedom, the other one doesn't. The one is openly shamed, the other one isn't. Man, it's it's crazy. I have two schools of thought, you know, and I think the reason, like, I've had my second vaccine for a while now, but it was kind of, I was indifferent to it, you know, and it was kind of ignorance that led me to be like, look, I don't, I don't trust the vaccine. I know it's not fully tested and approved yet, but I'm just going to do it for ease of my life. I'm not putting too much thought into it. All, most of my family and friends have done it. If they die, Hey, I'll die too. Let's get the damn vaccine. I don't care. I'm not going to overthink it, you know? So it's like one side of me is like, look, it's a fucking vaccine. We've had vaccines all our life for different things. Get it and move on. Let's not like, why are we fighting this so much? And the other part of me is like, this is a very different and it's a big deal. And we give away our freedoms for this little thing, just, just so we can move on with life and, you know, get things back to normal. Hey, just cooperate, just get the damn vaccine. But then we open that door to, Hey, you know, they can, they can force you to do something. Well, what's next? What are they going to force next? Like we're, we have a foot in the door now to the bigger authority telling us that, Hey, you know, this is a new thing. We can now like implement mandates and force you to do things where we take away your freedoms. So this is a scary road to go down. And, you know, I could have spent a lot of time looking into the vaccines of like, you know, the, these, these companies that created them. There's so many lawsuits. There's the biggest like, in the world. It, it's almost a joke. It's almost like you're getting this vaccine from like snake oil salesmen who are like criminals, like career criminals, legal drug dealers, you know? So it's like, I understand the people that went down the deep, you can call it conspiracy path of like, look, this is a scary road. Don't trust this vaccine. Like the government's forcing this, like we're going down a wrong path. I get it. You know, I get both sides, but I chose the ignorant thing of, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to do it and not drain my energy. Like yeah. living in fear. Yeah. But I, I understand both sides. And and that's yeah. the one thing I hate is the division because you can feel it. It's us versus them. Yeah. The mentality it's, it's yeah. these people are idiots. Which team are you on? And, and I hate that in society. It's tough. I know the divisiveness is the, the worst part about it. Like, you know, even if you look at, um, you know, you look at the healthcare workers, you know, the, the first year, like they were all heroes. And then now they're firing thousands of nurses that are turning down the vaccine, even though this entire time they were unvaccinated, helping people on the front lines. Listen to this. Can I, can yeah. I say this? Yeah. Cause this is something I wanted to talk about. I came across this today. I came across a post on Instagram. I don't know if you've heard of this girl. I mean, it's a public po- post, so I'm, I'm just going to share her, her Instagram. Macy K fit. Um, she had like a fitness page, whatever. Um, she made a post. She's been a nurse for eight. She made a post yesterday, September 30th. She's been a nurse for eight years. And she basically made a post of her sitting there in her scrubs saying like, this is my last day as a nurse. Um, you know, I've, I'm choosing freedom over everything. And unfortunately I, I'm not able to work here anymore. And, um, it's crazy because I, I look, I just took like a couple minutes to look at her page and she was getting like 300 <laughs> likes on her pictures. This post she made yesterday has over 70,000 likes on it already. Wow. And she's basically like, look, we started with a mask mandate and then it's a vax mandate. And she's like, last year when everyone was scared, I was on the front lines, like helping 
these people with COVID-19, putting myself at risk, working for the greater good, and now I'm essentially fired right. and I can't help people anymore. And I was reading this post like, Jesus, like this girl along with so many others, like right now, like they're going through hell. Going through hell, man. It's terrifying. Yeah. You know, it's terrifying. And like the, with back to the division and, and on your point here with this nurse, like I can also sympathize with the nurses who are, let's say, still vaccinated and they still have their job and they're overwhelmed. So let's say the hospitals are overwhelmed and they're, they're running out of beds, running out of equipment to, to help people. And, and so now the blame goes on the unvaccinated. Like it's very openly, it's 100% okay just to, to shame and insult unvaccinated people. It's your pandemic, you're causing this. But who gets to walk away just doing this with their hands like they did nothing? The government. So they spent, I, I, it was hard to find the number. I tried to Google it really quick, but it's hundreds of billions of dollars since the pandemic started. How much of that money went onto the actual ground of helping people have COVID, of the people helping people recover from COVID, going to the nurses, the doctors, the hospitals, um, like vitamin D, like just better supplements, health programs. Yeah. How much money of that hundreds of billions of dollars went to actually helping people? And so now, because hospital beds, from what I hear, were already underfunded. And a lot of times they were already at capacity without the pandemic. So without the pandemic, you're already underfunded. You're already at capacity. Then a pandemic happens and then an election happens. They throw $60 million at the election, ad campaigns and bullshit, even though people are struggling, losing their job, panicking, living in fear. They will dump billions of dollars into anything but helping the actual problem that we're dealing with. But now it's the healthcare workers versus the public. There's, and, and, and perhaps in some way, rightfully so, they're frustrated. And I have, to, I have to understand that too. But in my mind, I'm looking at this government where it's like, you haven't fucking lifted a finger. You're not helping these people. Mm -hmm. You're firing nurses. You're, 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 you're forcing even a smaller number of nurses and doctors to help the problem. And so, of course, they're going to be freaking out of people and forcing people to get the vaccine and yelling at people when you've dumped all your goddamn money into like anything but helping people. Yeah. And, and promoting good health. Like, yeah, not once, you know, so it's it's frustrating. Yeah. It's, and so, yeah, the, the, the divisiveness is 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 really challenging. So, yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, there, there may be some merit like, again, take this with a grain of salt, because I don't really follow the news. I don't follow the statistics too closely, but Yes, there might be some merit that, you know, kids who are ending up with COVID-19 in school, you know, a lot of them have come from families, apparently, who haven't been vac vaccinated and stuff. So, you know, it, I think there is some proof that the vaccines do help. And a lot of the, the current spread is from unvaccinated people. But it does not help when, like, the leader, of, you know, Scott Moe, I, I don't know what his position is. I should know, like, whatever he is for, 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 for Saskatchewan, you know they create this big kind of campaign of like, okay, you know, mandatory masks again. And it's pretty much coming out of a place of anger of like, because of the unvaccinated, we have to do this again. Yeah. So for every one of you who haven't been vaccinated, thanks, thanks. Cause right. now we're going back into this. Yeah. And then it creates that division of people who only follow the news are like, oh, our rights are getting taken away again. And it's all because of the unvaccinated. Well, fuck them. Yeah. And then it turns people and there's more of this like social chaos and it's just, 
it's tough. It's not helping anything. You know? Yeah. And, and when things get so politicized, you, you forget about science. So I've been following this doctor for, from day one since the pandemic. I really enjoy him. I forget his, his social media name, but um, he, uh, he's been incredibly fair. Some of his, his posts even triggered me because like he would say like, hey, look, like here's a study saying that the vaccines really do work. But he posted something a couple weeks ago. This is a study out of Israel. And he just said, that the number one defense against COVID, including the variants, is this, is if you've had COVID, recovered, built antibodies, and had one vaccine. That's number one. So why are we forcing those people to get a second one? He said it can actually weaken your, your, your antibodies if you get the second one. So like if we want to talk about science, we're typically, a, a, you know, uh, usually science is like you have a thesis and then you try to destroy that thesis. Yeah. We're not seeing that anymore. It's you, you have an idea and opinion and you just find anything to push that agenda. And so he was just saying like, look, this is why we have to slow down with the whole mandate thing. We don't know the science yet. We're learning now. Like, look, Israel just posted this. Like the, and to be fair, the weakest against COVID and the variants was, was nothing. You've never had COVID and you don't have vaccine shots. So to be fair, that was at the bottom of the list. But number one was if you had it, built antibodies, had one vaccine. And yet we're demanding people to have two, a booster shot. Like when is it going to end? Every six months you get a booster shot, you know? And, and so it's, it's really challenging when we're moving so fast that we're almost forgetting to have a discussion about this and be like, hey, hey, like what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like it, where's the science? Can you prove that this is just, you know, out the window? Yeah. It's crazy. I, I hate when agendas get pushed to that when it becomes about being right or wrong not about the truth yeah it's it's yeah it's i'm gonna say one other thing and then if you want we can move off this yeah it doesn't matter to me i'll say one thing and and this is i have to say where it's coming from just so people don't attack me but i found this to be fucking insane if this is true so I, i saw a video on on youtube it was russell brand so take it with a grain of salt but honestly, he seems like a pretty smart guy and he's been running his podcast program for uh, sorry, his, um, yeah, his podcast and his YouTube page for a long time. I would imagine that he, he probably finds out where he's getting his information fairly well at this point, especially something that's so public. So, you know, like when you post on Instagram and you like, you know, you type in anything that has the word vaccine or mandates, it'll be like fact checks, like fact checkers, yeah. right? You yeah. see that everywhere. If you post something, it's on the bottom in white letters, like fact check, this is mm-hmm. bullshit or whatever. Guess, guess who's behind the fact checkers? Who's running that organization? So it, normally it would be like, um, what do they call it? Where it's like, they're not getting paid. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a uh, uh People are probably screaming at the mic right now or their phone. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a, a non-profit because you don't want to like have any incentive yes. to be a fact checker. Yes. Your job is just to control that medium and, 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 and have no biases. <laughs> the person that's behind the fact checkers, again, according to Russell Brand, and, and, and this is on mainstream media too, so it wasn't just Russell Brand talking. He actually shared the clips on mainstream media. The person behind it is the, the former uh, CEO slash founder of Johnson and Johnson vaccine who has $1.8 billion of stock in vaccines. Do you think that that's just (laughs) to have that guy that has so much incentive to, to fucking ban anything that is Mm anti-vaccine. So uh, hashtag natural immunity is censored. That's not a hashtag anymore. It takes you to like the fat checkers thing. 
when what did I just say that doctor that that uh, that study in Israel said that natural immunity and one vaccine is the strongest case against COVID according to that Israel study, and yet you can't search that fucking hashtag. The guy that has a stake in the game is just like yank yank, and so it's crazy. And so like when you talk about censorship, like I think a lot of people probably love the censorship because it's on their side. What happens when a politician gets elected and he has opposing views to you listening? People that are listening and, if, and you're for censorship, cool. What if Donald Trump gets in, Maxime Bernier? What if these people with opposing views gets elected and now they have that at their fucking fingertips? And now they're censoring your shit. How does that make you yeah, feel? Exactly. So yeah, it's all fun and games when it's like, yeah, you should censor that fucking idiot talking about ivermectin. And all of a sudden a new person gets elected and they have the same power. Now they're going to censor you talking about vaccines or talking about whatever the thing is. It's insane, man. Dangerous it, road. It, it's absolutely insane. And you know, just a little bit of a parallel here. If you're a, if you're a kid and you have extreme trauma, like torture, like sexual abuse, all of this shit, you can get multiple personality disorder where pretty much this trauma is so extreme that psychologically you do anything you can to avoid the thought of it. So you have these different like personalities mm. to just basically, you, you know, you hear these people who have childhood trauma and they have no recollection of it. They have no memories of being seven to 10 years old because their brain as a protection mechanism has like blocked it out mm. you know or created a personality to kind of mask it it's it's almost like this world is like so messed up with these agendas like what you just said is crazy the incentive behind behind the truth you know like covering right. up the truth the incentive the censorship it's so crazy that this is actually how like the world is that my defense mechanism is like completely ignoring it and shutting it out and being like, Oh, I'm just going to sell real estate and train martial arts and live in my tunnel vision and be happy right. because I don't even want to deal with the thought of how fucked up this world actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't even, I, I won't even allow myself to think about it because it's, it's not only frustrating, it's like scary. And it's like, how, like how could it actually be this way yeah and so let's go on that because you, you said something to me the other day that got me thinking you said that you've been really you're doing really well with practicing stoicism like not letting external things affect you and that's fucking awesome but another stoic practice was negative visualization they would mentally prepare for the worst case scenarios they didn't feel the emotions of the worst case scenarios. I want to make that clear. They're not, they're not thinking negatively like you would think positively to, to bring positive emotions and feelings. They're not like thinking like doom and gloom and all of a sudden they just ruin their own day because they're like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. No, like I mean the, the Roman Empire, Marcus Aurelius would have to think like, okay, like the, these invaders are coming. What is the worst case scenario? They enter the, they enter the gates, they, they butcher the women and children, they take us for slaves, whatever. They, he had to mentally prepare for these things that might happen. And so like, you, you know, for, for me, I have to think about a little bit more because it's directly affected the people in my life and my work. You know, like the first pandemic, like I was an essential, like health and fitness isn't essential during these times. Mm -hmm. We get shut down quick. So like, I literally didn't have a job. Mm -hmm. Like, oh wow, like I didn't really mentally prepare for that one very much. Um, and so like, I almost like, yeah, I've been playing with that idea a little bit more of just like, what's the worst case scenario, 
You know, we, we all get vaccinated, you know, government starts a social credit system, they get more control for our safety. Again, the idea of like the lion sitting in a cage or the lion's free. One's, one's safe sitting in a cage, the other one's free, but it lives in danger. And I always favor the free lion that could get fucking killed at any moment. Mm-hmm. I want that life more mm-hmm. than the cage life. Yeah. That's an extreme example, but that's, that could be the path we're going down. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, yeah, it's this fine line. Like you said, it's like, I, I want to shut it off and just focus on my shit. But then the other part is like, am I going to get fucked in about five years from now? Because I just kept turning a blind eye and acted like nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. Just don't know what to do. Yeah, man, it's it, it makes makes a guy think a lot. It's it it's almost scary to have the idea of like bringing kids into this world because I, you know I'm a little scared of our future and like where it's headed. I know? know, and I don't, I know, and I don't want to think like that. And I've I've gone back and forth from like doom and gloom to like I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm not having fucking kids. This yeah. is a disaster. To, to optimistic like the other day I was I was like I'm, I'm working on something that I can't talk about but it's it's online and it has to do with martial arts and it's exciting as shit to me yeah. so it's like sometimes I'll get in those modes where I'm like fuck yeah the future's bright put yeah. my sunglasses on yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> but do, yeah do you know what I I even if it's delusional I'm I'm optimistic always like the good thing about all this turmoil and chaos is you know if you're having a bad day a bad week just know that it will get better from there, you know? And it's like, we're in this crazy time right now. It might take a year, two, three, four, but it's like, I think some good things will come from this. And I, you know, yeah, there's all this threat of, you know, global warming and like war and all this shit, but it's like, I don't know, man, I just choose to be optimistic. And, you know, even in like, I don't know if it was the sixties and, but there was some crazy times prior and, they got through it and there was even some beautiful like art created through those terrible times, you know, because yeah. of the things people were dealing with and the ones who s- survived. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know what? I think, I don't know. I just yeah. delusionally choose to believe that things will be okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, like Victor Frank, like look at that beautiful book that he wrote, but then look at the 10 million people that died behind him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. What did Logan Paul say? Uh, he's a delusional optimist. Yeah. I like that yeah, term. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we just have a choice. It's like you, you choose to be like that or, or you don't. And yeah. the reality is a solar flare could hit this earth while we're doing this podcast and we could all be gone right now. Yeah. So it's like, let's just enjoy the time we're here. I, yeah. And that's during this time, it's kind of like, uh, it almost made me feel good. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. I, I read this part in the book and he was talking about how, um, basically what Aubrey Marcus said, like you're, you're a drop, you're a drop of water that was like dropped into the ocean and forgotten like that in the whole universal picture, like you are nothing. You'll yeah. be dust eventually. Even Alexander the Great will be dust eventually. We won't even know his name. Mm-hmm. So he was like thinking about like, you know, sometimes we take ourselves so seriously and our ideas and opinions and we're like, ah, oh, like you get all worked up, but it's like, this is a fucking blimp. Like it'll mm-hmm. be gone like that. And so he's like, look at like the Sumerians. That's a pretty like famous culture. They probably did a lot of great things. And he was like, name one Sumerian. And, that, and tell me what they did. He's like, that's what people will do with America. They'll be like, do you remember the Americans? Yeah, I do remember them. And then, yeah, that'll, that'll be it. Yeah. They won't remember Ryan, Jesse, the fucking thoughts about things podcast. Like it's just gone. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, there's, I, I remember Rogan talking, uh, he had a friend, I think he was from Israel back in the day, but he said he went, like this was years ago, he went to his family's house for supper. And um, it was just like a normal, whatever, a Thursday evening he went for supper and 
he just remembers him and his wife and kids. They were like dancing and like celebrating. And it was like such an amazing family supper that he was invited to. And they were talking and he's like, like, why are you guys so happy? And like, it's almost like we're celebrating. And he's like, you know what? From our culture, every day with peace is a celebration. And mm. he was just saying how like every day that there's no, you know, death and all of this shit, like they celebrate, you know, wow. so they dance every day. They you know, they cheers, they sing and they smile because it's like, you never know what tomorrow brings, yeah. you know? And it's like, that's the reality of how it is now. It's like, you never know, man. It's like, nothing's guaranteed. So it's like right now, right now, it's like things are pretty damn good. So yeah. let's just kind of ride this wave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was saying at the beginning, like I, I think once I got the, the vaccine, it was, you know, it, it, it was almost kind of nice in a way. And I'm not, again, I don't ever want to influence people to do fuck all. You make your own decision like I did. But once I, once I made that choice, it was almost like, okay, I, I made that choice and I'm going to own it on this podcast. And, and anyone listening, they know now, and I'm just onward. I just move forward. doesn't mean my heart doesn't break for people that aren't going to get it and they're going to have their freedoms taken away. But for me, it's just onward. Now I focus on martial arts and do, do what I do, mm -hmm. you know? Do you know what's kind of related to that and what you said before about not taking ourselves too seriously? I think it's important to like take what you do and how you live seriously without taking yourself seriously. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know, yeah, put passion, take, take your work seriously, take your training seriously, take your relationship seriously. But it's like, like you said, at the end, we're so insignificant. Yeah. We're so insignificant. And it goes with like having material things too. It's like, get, you know... Enjoy that Rolex watch, enjoy your car, you know, like enjoy that, you know, fancy champagne that you bought, um, the brand name clothing, like feel good in those threads, but know at the end of the day, it doesn't mean shit. Uh, it doesn't make you who you are. It, it's nothing. It's yeah. so irrelevant. We are all so fucking insignificant. Yeah. But it's like, just enjoy the things and know they mean nothing. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It's almost like a weird contrast. Like when, maybe it's a little bit different, but I just always remember when Gary Vee was like, uh, he, you know, he was doing like a presentation. There's like a, thousands of people in front of him. And he was like, um, he's like, I don't give a fuck what any of you think about me while also really caring about what all of you think about me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, rap, you know, think about that for a little while. Yeah. So it's like, he doesn't care what people think about him. He is his genuine self, but he also hopes that people like him, but he's not going to waver in his character. He just hopes that you like his character. Yeah. But if not, you know fuck you yeah it's like this weird contrast you know yeah i like that i really like that a lot <laughs> that's the very first thing we both said in episode one i think i still have it on camera but right when i sat down i was like fuck everybody yeah <laughs> and then, yeah you're like i don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks we should i hope you still have that clip that'd be good i think I do, it's like our yeah. first like gearing up to do our first right. podcast and it's not that it's like you genuinely don't care about anybody obviously it's just that for for me mentally i had to say that so that i could be authentic if I'm caring about what all you listeners are, are thinking about, I, I then I can't I can't do my Game of Thrones analogy. Like even today posting it on my story, I bet there's quite a few people that just felt a little shitty after seeing that. And I hope they didn't. But I just that's who I am. I don't want to shy away from having a discussion, especially a challenging one. Who the fuck am I if I can't even have a conversation yeah. about shit that is in my life now? Yeah. You know? It's like this podcast gets taken down and it's like <laughs> Yeah. But, um, yeah, from the fact checkers, yeah. Johnson and Johnson CEO. <laughs> yeah. We have too big of an influence on society, <laughs> yeah. but it's, um, yeah, man, it's just one of those things, um, without, 
I don't want to take it on too dark of a note, but it was just interesting. It made me think of this. Um, this is kind of off topic, but it just, you know, going back to like agendas from, 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 from people who have authority. Um, we have different, like, this is completely off, off topic. We have different like brain frequencies and, and, and brain functions. And I remember reading about this when I was reading uh, Joe Dispenza's book, Joe Dispenza's book on like meditation, but it's mm -hmm. like in the state we're in right now, we're in like a beta state. We're in a beta. I'm never a beta. <laughs> we're in a beta brainwave frequency state when we're just, we're awake. Okay. When it gets closer to nighttime and we're like getting closer to being tired, we're in an alpha state where we're a little more relaxed. We're a little more open to like suggestibility. When we're like half asleep, we're like falling in and out of sleep. We're entering into like a theta brainwave state. And there's like a lot of creativity. There's a lot of like visualization. We're kind of almost like in and out of consciousness. And then when we're, when we're sleeping, like in a normal sleep, it's like Delta, you know, it's like, we're unconscious. We're in this delta like variant. Yeah. We're in this Delta. <laughs> Thanks man. Yeah. We're in this Delta brain frequency state where we're just unconscious and you can reach this gamma state with like some meditation or else if you're in like a really deep sleep, but it's almost like this like extra flow state of like creativity where you're like, problem solving and we're we're just like vibrating on a high level but mm, that's what fucking got hulk jack was gamma rays i think yeah. gamma radiation yeah 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 and then so, like, yeah thanks for another <laughs> fucking pointless thing to my story. <laughs> no but yeah you're right gamma and then but but anyways back to like you know not being too conspiracy oriented and and, and doom and gloom but the companies you know like those late night tv shows where you see like um, prescription, you know, pharmaceutical companies advertising their new prescription, you know, and it's, it, do you have shingles? You know, like this pill would be great for you. May Did you take a vaccine two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. They choose to have, like, they, they know how mind control works. Like the, the people behind these, the, the marketing and the advertising campaigns, they understand how humans operate and how marketing works. They choose the time slots of, you know, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. to run these campaigns because they know that the majority of people are watching TV and they're in this, they're getting ready for bed, they're tired, they're just watching pointless TV. And they are in this alpha state where they're more open to suggestibility and their subconscious is more able to pick up like messages and stuff like this mm -hmm. because of like their, their brainwave state and the physical state that they're in. So it's, I remember reading and it's, it's crazy how the agenda is behind things. It's like, they know we're more likely to remember their product right. and be susceptible to it and open to it late at night. So like, that's when they choose to play it. And it's just, it's when you start to learn these things, it, it really does make sense. And it's like, wow, this world is fucked. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things I was thinking about this because we were talking about like how that'd be, it'd be nice to like learn about money in, in high school a little bit more and like, like thoroughly understand it. Um, but th that is also a part of that would be a part of that course. So yeah, we're addicted to consumerism. Like we just like, that's why there's commercials. That's why there's billions of dollars dumped into ad campaigns. Like we're very easily influenced, but to like almost prepare people like be like, Hey, like this is all a big trick. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy nice things, but just know a lot of this stuff isn't going to like make you feel any differently. It's a trick. There's like, there's billions of dollars that goes into ad campaigns. They know what the fuck they're doing. They yeah. know what colors to use, what song to use. They are trying to grab your attention. So you take your wallet out and you buy more shit. 
That's how our world works. And like cereal companies, toy companies, how they market to kids. Yeah. So they can be like, mom, like, can we get this one? Yeah. Because of the colors and the voices used in the commercials. And right. The, it's really crazy. Yeah. It's like everybody's just like, pick us, like, you know, even if it's good for you or bad for you. Right. It's, like, it's just yeah. a fight. It's like alcohol commercials are the best. Hey, like, you know, we all know the reality of alcohol. Like growing up, it's like, yeah, yeah you, sure, there's some fun moments. Like I've had a blast drinking but it's like i've also puked my guts out and had like you know there's been brawls you know people having sex with people you shouldn't have sex with just like a mess but you watch the beer commercials it's attractive people it's sunny outside it's awesome music everyone's having a blast they just reel you in like hey get this fucking liquid goodness yeah it's wild man (laughs) yeah crazy um i don't know what else uh you got anything on the on the horizon here um, no, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, it's one of those tough things, man. I'm working on something right now that I, I'm really like, I'm loving it and I'm passionate about it, but I can't talk about it. So it's one of those things that like, I, I sometimes don't have like other shit to talk about because that's on my back, the back burner, mm-hmm. but I can't discuss it yet. Yeah. But one day I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Well, let's, let's wrap it up. Do you know what? Let's, let's, we don't even... Let's sit and enjoy this moment of silence and see if there's anything else that comes. Should um, we pray? I. Oh, I got something. Okay. I've been practicing this uh, the last little bit. I think we've talked about it before too. Um, just the book that I'm reading, he talked about it as well. Um, it's, it's so rare and challenging to sit there and do nothing. To just sit there. Don't grab your phone. Don't walk. You're not like doing any kind of breath work. You just sit The art there. of doing nothing. The art of doing nothing. I've been doing that more and more. Like the other day, I think I did it for 25 minutes. I was waiting for Aaron. We were gonna go to the Harry, or not Harry Bailey, uh, Lawson Heights Civic Center. And so I just sat there and I put my phone away and I just, 25 minutes of just sitting there. If my mind wandered, I let it wander. I let it just think about whatever it thought about. But I'm like, this is kind of like a cool practice. Like, I, I feel like humans have this desire to just move forward. We have to be doing something because we know if we sit alone with our own thoughts, we get fucking squidgety and like, we're like, oh, like, I don't want to be here. Fidgety, squidgety. Hey, <laughs> and let's, that's not a word. Let's go right back to this. That's why, I, okay, normally if we run out to some, if we run out of something to talk about, it starts to be like, oh fuck, like, what are we going to talk about now? You know? And I felt that like uncomfortableness of like, I don't know if I have anything else. And I could feel that you were kind of wrapping your shit up. And instead of being like, okay, should we wrap this up? I was thinking like, no, I mean, if you and me are sitting here talking, we could talk for hours and days, you know, it's, it's not like we have to like right. grab this content and keep producing it. So it's like, even if there's like five seconds of like uncomfortableness, it's right. like, there's more to talk about and it will come. So let's just sit with this for a sec and not panic, even though it's uncomfortable and something will come. And so, so I was feeling it there, you know, of like, oh shit, what's going to be next? But it's like just sit with it for a second and it'll, it'll come. And that's like, sometimes with like a podcast, I think about like, you know, there are those moments, but it's like when it's like a podcast and you have people listening, like you kind of have to almost be rapid fire, not quite rapid fire, but it's rare that you listen to a podcast where it's like, yeah, like a legit five seconds. Like you'd be quiet. That was five seconds. Yeah. It's a lie. <laughs> like, imagine listening to a podcast. You'd be like, Are "These motherfuckers still there." One of the only people that can pull it off is Chris Delia. Yeah, because you know he'll be sitting there by himself doing his podcast and just be like, "Yeah, um, 
yeah i got nothing yeah. why do people fucking listen to this this <laughs> yeah. is such a joke dude and that's one of the funny <laughs> things is like people always like they, they want to give you rules they want to be like this is how you start a successful podcast like you know you have to find your niche or you have to do this you have to do that like everyone said like oh it's you know it's got to be half an hour like brennan Schaub, i think he had like the time down but then brian was like yeah but rogan does three hours like he's the biggest platform in the world right now. Yeah. He's the biggest company in the world, media company in the world. <laughs> yeah. Three hours long. Uns- oh, now it is fucking edited with the ads, but, um, it is, but I like how he hasn't censored his content. He really hasn't. Yes. And he's been open about like Spotify's put no pressure on me. Yeah. They actually defended him. Like when he was talking about certain things that may have gotten him canceled with other platforms, they actually defended him because people were coming at Spotify. They couldn't get to Rogan. So they went to Spotify. They're like, Hey, like he can't talk about this. Spotify's like, yeah, he's also our biggest platform. So go away. Yeah. We're not listening to you. Like he's our money machine. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about that for a second. You and I have been like podcast fanatics for quite some time. We listen podcasts all the time and it's, it sucks when you are really into a podcast and somebody is preaching how they just want to be authentic and they don't want to let the ad money get in control and they just want to bring you the best value and content. And, and then through time you see them start to just shut their episodes out every five minutes with, with ads in between. And part of me is like, look, I get it. The ad money would be so appealing. You're doing this podcast regardless. And if you have companies saying, Hey, we'll pay you 10 grand to talk about this for 30 seconds. Hey, we'll pay you 20. You know, these guys are getting paid. These guys are getting paid tens of hundreds of thousands per week or per episode for just doing their like few minute ad reads. So I get it. It's hard to say no to that money, but at the same time, it really sucks for the fans who listen to the podcast when they're just flooded with these ads and it just makes you feel like like shit kind of yeah. you know it's like oh you don't care about content my thing is this like ed mylet used to preach how how proud he was of not doing ads and that's was, who i was thinking of when i said that yeah because his ads are ridiculous now so let's take a guy like Ed Milet. And again, I don't want to judge because, yeah, easier said than done. Somebody fucking offers me that money. I'll be like, yeah, sure. like, I'll do it every 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. But um, just with, sell out like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck everybody. Let's yeah. get paid. Yeah, yeah. But like with Ed Milet, it, it was frustrating because you're like, hey, like, when is it enough? When is enough enough? You, you were already making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. You had a jet before you started the podcast. Sir. Yeah. Like you have residual income coming in. Like you, you can't, you don't even know what to do with that money. Generations already taken care of. You have generational wealth. A lot of these podcasters do. And yet it's like, they're still doing this thing to just, it's like more and more and they can't stop this engine. And it's like, yeah, part of me is like, man, it would be really cool if you actually backed up your words and said, this is for the people. End of fucking story. Yeah. I I'll, I'll wear a t-shirt. Like if you want to, like maybe each episode, I'll wear a shirt and a hat and I'll rep your product. I am not stopping the conversation or the viewers list. You know, it's like we're listening and you're super into this conversation all of a sudden. And now for a quick ad and you're like, I I was really into that. And now I'm mad. There's flow of conversation. And sometimes they'll even sneak it in where it it doesn't stop. The ad comes in and you realize five seconds after, oh wait, this is an ad read now. How did I get honey dicked into this? Right. And so, yeah, it's, there's going to be a point where, you know, like you and I might have to discuss that where it's like, hey, like this, these, co- you know, like a, let's say a couple companies reach out and they're like, hey, like we want to, we want you guys to like rep our product. 
Like there would have to be a discussion where it's like, okay, is it at the beginning of the podcast, the end of the podcast, or do you want us to just cut an ad right in the middle of us having a conversation? It's a challenging thing to like talk about. And, it, and it's hard to know what you would do until that opportunity is in front of you, you know, because it's like money talks, but, but it, I, yeah, man, it's really, it's really easy to be like, Oh, I wouldn't take the money. Like I'm, but it's, you even see on Instagram pages, like some pro fighters or like famous people, you know, they do like a little CBD gummy post and it's like the way they're talking. It's like, so on a, it's like, you don't give a shit about this. You're just getting a nice, you know, $60,000 check to make this post. Yeah. So it's like, I get it, man. Like I'd probably take that money in your situation, but it's like, this is so like you're, you could, you're not excited about doing this and yeah. you could see right through it. Yeah, I know, man. And at the beginning of the ads, like some of them were really funny, but they, they, I think it just gets exhausting for them. So they, now they just made them pre-recorded. Now it's just kind of like, you can tell they're, it's not really genuine. It's kind of, it's just annoying. Yeah. They're just like tired. They're like, let me get through this ad read. Yeah. I think <laughs> that the people that did the best ads was the, I think, um, Theo Vaughn did it the best because like best. his humor, man, he'll take like a serious product and he just like, I, I remember, yeah. Aubrey Marcus would sometimes play it in the, when he was still with like, um, like running on it he would play it in the loudspeaker so everybody could hear it because he's like oh this is too funny like theo vaughn just talking about like yeah like the alpha brain or whatever the products yeah are. Just so do, funny yeah doing it in a funny way but yeah it just becomes yeah you know especially when you're like a daily listener you listen to brogan every week and you yeah. just hear these same mundane ads it's like i almost want to boycott your product just because i hear it too much i know and yeah. i'll do that too i'll fucking boycott something if it annoys me yeah i've been listening to to, and I don't want to shit on Ed Milet, but I've been listening to his less just because I've been getting frustrated listening because mm-hmm. he has great conversations, great guests, and the flow of conversation is constantly being stopped. And I'm 100%. like, okay, man, I've had yeah. enough. You know? Especially when, yeah, again, when, when you're coming up, I understand it more, but when you're already wealthy and you've preached so much about like how this is for the people, no, it isn't. Yeah. Sure, you're providing good value and thank you, but also quit ruining the conversation. It'd be interesting to have that conversation, like a guest who's on the fighter and the kid or on Ed Milet to be like, hey, like, let's just, you know, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Like, like, what's your thought on this? Like, I, right. you know, like as a listener, you know, I think it really affects the quality of your show, but I get where you're coming from. Like, what's your stance on this? And like, right. like how do you really feel about it? And like, did you care, you know? Yeah. And how much money do you need in your bank yeah. before you stop? Yeah. just taking it all yeah you know that's a real thing man yeah like that's a real thing like i when i was young like i wouldn't have imagined you know i i could make the amount of money that i do sometimes now but even now like it's like it's like i need more right you know it's like what used to seem like a crazy amount that would be like you know, such a freedom to make that regularly. Just making that now is like just enough. So I don't panic. Cause it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's, <laughs> yeah. And, that, and like, that's the trap of like, you know, they always say like, there's a lot of wealthy people that are like miserable. And I think that's the trap they get into. I think you're pretty good at, at, at appreciating the things you have and reflecting, but there's probably moments too, where yeah, it's like you have, you have the money in the bank, you have things going well for you, but you still have like, Oh, like I, I'm like, I'm going broke here, even though it's like, you're fucking rich as shit, you know, compared to some people. Yeah. It's like a uh, AOC. And I know a lot of people love her to death. Who's that? 
AOC is like this, um, she's kind of like a, a political figure, uh, activist. Okay. Um, she was the one you, you might have heard. She had a white dress on saying tax the rich. Okay, I did hear That's, about that. That was AOC. Uh, so uh, she went yeah. to this thirty you know $30,000 ticket, nice fancy dinner. I think she got oh, a the Met ticket. Gala, I think yeah. it was. So she goes to the th- this thing and, you know, her the designer that made the dress who doesn't pay taxes, most rich people don't, made this dress saying tax the rich. And somebody was like, AOC, you make about 150 to 180 a year. Like, I consider you rich. She's like, oh, no, no, like, not not me. Like, I'm talking like, and, and like rich, rich, of course, but of course, it's the other rich people. And so now, OK, it's the millionaires. The millionaires are going to be like, no, no, no. Like, it's the billionaires we're after. Billionaires. No, no, no. no. Like the people that make like over 250 billion a year. <laughs> and so it's just like, hey, and, you know, it's like it's like it's never enough. Like yeah. AOC is like, I'm not rich. It's like, to me, you are yeah. like, I live in a van pissing water bottles. You rich. Yeah. Okay. Oh like, yeah. Tax you as well. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not the case. Dude, straight up. There are people with a couple million in the bank that are like, fuck, I'm not happy till I have 10. Yeah. Like, I'm a piece of shit. Right. I don't have any money. It's and crazy. that's that dangerous pursuit, yeah. you know? And I, I think it's, it's awesome to have goals and to strive and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it, you know, comes a point where it's like, when is this game going to end? On that, what the fuck is up with fashion? I don't know if it was the Met Gala, but it was some big fashion show recently. Maybe it was that. It is so stupid, man. Like fashion and art, you know, sometimes like it's like, hey, you know, um, ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky wore this like blanket to the Met Gala or whatever it was. (laughs) It looked like a Captain Crunch blanket. And like Kid Cudi, you know, he's got like black paint on his face and like wearing this like... These, this crazy shit that you'd never actually wear in public. And some of the dresses these women wear is like a $40,000 dress. And it looks like, it looks like something you'd pick up over at the gift and thrift. And, right. it's, and then art, you know, it's like, Hey, this is a, you know, $4 million piece of art. And it's like, well, my four year old did that. Right. Like, or it's just we... a blank white piece of paper. Yeah, it's, it's like a white a, canvas. It's like, it's the concept. You have to think about it from this perception. Right. It's like, what are we doing? Do you know what it is? <laughs> We're living in the hunger games. Have you seen the hunger games? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm aware of what it is, but I... Dude, if you watch the Hunger Games and you see, like, the 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 main lady, like, this this queen or whatever the fuck she is, like, the president or something, like, she like her outfits are just fucking... You're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you fucking wearing, like, this weird <laughs> peacock dress thing? Just looks ridiculous. It's not comfortable. No, dude. But it's, like, these, these really rich people that, like, kind of own the world... And these, the, and there's like poor districts who have to fight to the death and entertain these rich people. And the rich people just are wearing like these, this fashionable shit, but it's like, it's so dumb. So dumb. And that's where we're going. Yeah. You know? But, 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 but seriously, I've probably seen like five people. They were like, you know, famous musicians who like had their picture taken on the red carpet at this Met Gala. And I was like, that's a dumb outfit. Right. That's a dumb outfit. Every one of them is like, what are we doing? Do you know what it is? I th- so Aubrey posted this really uh, profound video. It was a computerized video kind of with a message behind it. There was no words being spoken. It was just songs and images. And and the the one of the con it was like a 12 minute video. Really cool. You should check it out. But um one of the concepts was like these people that were dying inside, but, and it would show like these images of them with their phone and these flashes, but then they had like a, it was like a, um, it was like a uh, mask on with a big smile, but then you could see behind, it was like they were dying inside, but it's like these people starving for attention. 
And so even you and I, we're talking about them now. And so they'll put a fucking blanket on themselves with rubber boots on and disco sunglasses and just show up and be like, I just want people to talk about me because I'll I'll die if nobody's talking about me. Even if they're like, look how stupid this person is. Exactly. So even if it, even if it means the media is like, look at this moron wearing this, they're like, yes, I'm still relevant. Yeah. Attention is attention. Attention. Whether it's good or bad. Isn't it crazy? Crazy. We are complicated humans, man. I love Brian Callen's comedy special, complicated apes. Oh yeah. We're so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um so yeah let's wrap it up but you know what episode 30 like i just everybody who like listens like we'll run into people they're like hey i've listened to every episode and it's like oh really like shit like we're two idiots here talking you know we we really appreciate it like it's it's cool because you know this is uncomfortable for us and we have to you know push boundaries sometimes and it's just fun for us to do it's like a fun little hang but you know, we, we just appreciate everybody who listens. So yeah. 30 episodes in 30 hours of talking. Yeah. If you've listened, thank you. Yeah. I sent you that little comment that somebody commented on TikTok, just being like, man, I really like enjoy the way you guys think it like, it makes me think or whatever. And he just said like, thank you or something. It was just like a nice little message. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like if we can make them think like, cool. Yeah. And with this podcast, like I said at the beginning, this is almost like, you know, you and I could do Dutch drills till the fucking cows come home. We could drill and it's it's not very stressful. When we hard spar, a little more stressful. This was a hard spar, but mental. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like this was a little bit more of a challenging podcast that, again, I hope I didn't, we didn't like piss anybody off or trigger anybody too much, you know? And if we did, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Episode 30. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> Cancelled.